Hey, this is Holden Kushner. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle on all Denver teams, all angles. If you're from Denver or a fan of Denver or Colorado or just a fan of Denver sports teams or a fan of betting in general and you want to become a sharper better, well, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, it is Holden with Vison. Thanks for joining me here on the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Want to welcome all our new listeners and subscribers, and all our subscribers and listeners from week one, which was like what, uh, two and a half weeks ago. But I really do appreciate your listenership here. Big show today. So much going on. Got to talk about the Von Miller situation again. If you want all my thoughts, uh, you can go back and listen to Monday's podcast as well. As I reacted to the breaking news. Reacted, had to react to the breaking news there. Uh, Also, we've got a big game coming up with the Cowboys and the Broncos. Want to get to those lines here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, what's going on there? There was a huge rumor yesterday. Dan Patrick dropped it. Hey, Broncos are going to go after Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but now Aaron Rodgers is in a big storm. Uh, <laughs> that, that story is absolutely bananas. And yeah, we'll talk some nuggets too. Uh, we've got Ian Sinclair, play Colorado. Look at the September numbers for betting because table tennis is still in there. Real tennis was in there. Uh, and somehow, some way, professional basketball worked its way into the top five. We know the NFL was number one there. And baseball, too. Uh, baseball, pretty big sport to bet here in Colorado since it has been legalized. Um, and then some nuggets. Uh, Nate Kreckman, 92.5, altitude 92.5. Talk some Vaughn, talk some Broncos, talk some nuggets with him in a few minutes. But this is a betting sports cast, so let me start with that. Um, to me, and I've been saying this since I recommended you hit the Cowboys minus seven before uh, we had any definitive news on Dak Prescott. Uh, the Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites at Bet Rivers. A um, couple things about this. First of all, I guess it's possible that Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator with the Cowboys, could be in the mix for the head coaching job for the Broncos if indeed that does become available. So just think about that when you're watching it. Uh, nine and a half is the spread. Again, I'm not bothering with that. I got it at seven. If you listen to me last week, you got it at seven too. Um, what number would I buy back in on the Broncos then? So Cowboys minus seven, would it be 10 and a half? Would it be third? I, I don't know how high this, how high is this line going to get? Because if we find definitive answer that Dak is playing, this line's going to move even more. I think people will start saying, forget about it. We'll, we'll just take it. We'll take the Cowboys at whatever it is. And there'll be a lot of us on the other side saying, okay, if this just something astronomical, like 13, I don't even see it happening. But if that happens, then there's got to be a point to where we're going to end up back in the Broncos in that game. A couple other lines here. Cowboys team total, 29 and a half. I think it's absolutely attainable if Dak is back, which I expect. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Ezekiel Elliott's rush prop, his rushing prop, because the way that they have been able to run the football, 
and the way they were running the football when Dak was under center, Ezekiel Elliott should be in line for a minimum 75-yard day against the Broncos unless it turns into a complete blowout. But I think if it is a complete blowout, that means that Zeke's going to have a big day. So that's one bet that I'm waiting to drop here on Bet Rivers when we get, I think it's what, Friday night, Saturday, we'll find out exactly what the Ezekiel Elliott prop is over there. If I see it at 70 or less, full unit, 75 to 78, we can discuss again. But if this thing is 70 or less, I'm just not even a second, not give it a second thought. Maybe even up to 75 at this point. He was 77 and a half last week, didn't hit it. So I do wonder if that line drops a little bit this week, and I hope that it does. That's one bet that I'm interested in. Uh, here's another one. Under 49 and a half. Under 49 and a half. Did you know that the Denver Broncos eight games have averaged 36.7 points? 36.7 points. Now, there have been some really bad teams that they've played. You go back to the beginning of the season with the Jaguars. We just saw Washington come to town. So there have been some bad teams, but they also are next to last in neutral pace. I mean, they just don't move the ball. They're so slow. This team can't score in the red zone. They've had problems there. Um, so I do wonder if this game... Where, where the Cowboys just get ahead and they sit on the ball, they run it. And while they could put up 31 points, you know, what are the Broncos score 17? And if they only, if you think that it's going to be like a 31, 17, then you bet the under. So I think I gave you a couple reasons why the under could hit. No, no bet on that yet, but it is something that I'm leaning pretty heavily to. So again, um, this is one, the Zeke bet, between 70 and 75 yards, 70 yards or less. I, you know what? I'll even go up to like 74 and a half or less. I feel comfortable with. I think he gets at least 75. Leaning toward the under, 49 and a half, just because the Denver game seemed to go under so much. And the Dallas team total, 29 and a half. I won't bet that yet. That I want to see. That I'm already so invested in the Cowboys minus seven that... I, once I hear definitive news on Dak, if this thing even gets to 30 and a half, I'll take it. Uh, 30 and a half, a little bit of a difference, but 30 and a half, I think they can get to 31. Uh, as I've been telling you, the first quarter three-way bets have been very profitable, and we can go back to it this week, although it was a tie last week. But the Broncos have just been so bad coming out of the gate, and it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but it's unfortunate that I'm betting against them this week because it just shows how much they're struggling. But that first quarter three-way, and again, that is either the Broncos win by a point or more in the first quarter, then there's either a tie, which gets the biggest number, and then you've got the Cowboys at minus 143 in the first quarter. A little bit out of my comfort zone a little bit out of my comfort zone there at minus 143 i am leaning heavily toward dallas minus two and a half in the first quarter and that's at minus 130 so think about that for a second if you're doing a same game parlay dallas minus two and a half first quarter money line minus 130 i'll let you know on friday whether or not i have bet that yet but i don't see that line moving very much 
unless Dak has announced that he's in. And I don't see the Cowboys just rushing to go and announce that Dak Prescott's going to play in this game. I don't think there's any reason for them to do so. So that's the betting side of things. I kind of want to go through what happened on Tuesday, Monday and even Tuesday. So we know what happened on Monday with them trading Von Miller, which was a terrific deal. Again, you're getting a second and a third round pick for Von Miller. He's great presence. I mean, it's great having him here, but this team isn't winning a Super Bowl. This team isn't even fighting for the playoffs at this point. They aren't. So the trade talks started Friday, which I think is why he didn't even bother playing Saturday. He probably could have played Saturday or Sunday, I should say. Probably could have played Sunday. He just didn't. And it's probably because of those, those conversations for the trade. And we found more about it because George Patton, the general manager, you know, he comes out and um, he ended up saying that he saw Von Miller. Yeah, he saw Von Miller at a youth football game that his son was playing at. Wow. Think about that for a second. Von Miller supporting one of the coaches because his son was playing there. And he ends up seeing Pat because his son was playing in that same game. Fascinating to me. Okay. So that's the first thing. Just shows you Von is just a good guy, tied into the community. Really hope that he ends up retiring here. Um, so Patton said his 12-year-old son, who was playing in that game, still isn't talking to him after trading Miller. Hopefully that's changed here by Wednesday. But, you know, it's a way of him saying he understands the frustrations of the fan base. And I'm talking about Patton saying that. He understands the frustrations of the fan base. But from my estimation, just talking to a lot of Broncos fans, it's more the frustrations of just losing than anything else. And I kind of feel like there's overwhelming support of this trade because they got such a good return for Von Miller. Um, Pat went on to say, obviously we feel good about the trade. It wasn't a great day here. We all miss Vaughn, the accountants, the HR department. Everyone was a little down. Yeah. Yeah. So on one hand, very emotional day. On the other hand, a lot of people realizing that this is in the best interest for the club going forward. Another interesting thing that Patton said, this is not a fire sale. Hmm. It's not a fire sale because... I guess there are still some pieces here that they have not given up on. And that was really the only move. They, they made some little moves, but that wasn't big. This is not a fire sale, he said. Okay, get it. I get it. You know, maybe they retool and go after one of the big quarterbacks, trade for Rodgers, trade for Wilson. Could be a pipe dream. Maybe with this second and third round pick, they can help package very valuable picks. They can help package those and get themselves a young quarterback. Although right now it doesn't seem like a very deep quarterback draft class, but things change always. Things always change with that. Who the hell knows? And the last thing that I thought, well, two other things that I thought were fascinating from that patent press conference had nothing to do with Von Miller. Absolutely nothing to do with Von Miller. First thing Patton said was one of the reasons I took this job was Vic Fangio. Wow. Really? One of the reasons he took the job was Vic Fangio. Does that leave the door open to Vic Fangio coming back? I don't think so. I, I kind of feel like it was a public vote of confidence in him. But if this team ends up going, you know, seven and 10, even eight and nine, how do you keep him? There's just been too many mistakes. Now, the frustration was publicly noticeable when Patton talked about Shermer, Pat Shermer. 
Here's what he had to say. Yeah, we need to be better on offense. Pat knows that. The players know that. Pat's had a lot of success in this league. I believe in Pat, but we need to play him better. We don't seem to have a lot of rhythm. When we're in critical downs and critical areas of the field, we need to run the ball better. They're working on it. I do believe in Pat. All right, so that's kind of a mixed message right there. A, we need to be better on offense. Pat knows that. We need to play better. They haven't gotten the results. They're working on it. And then he says, I believe in Pat. How long is he going to believe in Pat for? And I also wonder what it really does for this organization at this point to fire the head coach or the offensive coordinator. What it, what it really is it going to do? Are we going to have different results because Shermer's gone? Because the guys under him, what are they going to change to make it much better? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. So that was interesting. I feel like it wasn't a shot across the bow, but it was something where he said, we need to get better. And if it doesn't, to me, this is how I interpret it. And if it doesn't anytime soon, then he's gone. Or at least he's definitely not coming back. All right, that's that's one thing. Let me go over to the other side of things with the quarterback now. Dan Patrick. He's been right, he's been wrong. He had a source tell him that they're going after Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Because they better get Rodgers or this is just going to be a rebuild. Pat said it wasn't a rebuild, but it, what are you going to do next year if you come back and you don't have a quarterback again? Maybe it's a rookie quarterback. Maybe it is, I can't imagine Teddy Bridgewater coming back again after what we've seen from him. I can't imagine Drew Locke really winning this job. And that's another thing. Do they give Drew Locke some run later in the season just to give him one more chance to prove himself? If this team truly is in the dumps, and I do not believe in Drew Locke. I thought Drew Locke was a bad draft pick. These Missouri quarterbacks, they just don't work out. He, with so many just awful decisions, bad decision maker. It was a bad pick by Elway, and I still think they should give him a couple of games toward the end of the year if they're out of this thing to at least you know, prove, show that he can play at a decent level, maybe build some, some trade capital. I'm not sure, but if the team isn't going anywhere, and they're four and four right now, if they upset the Broncos, all of a sudden it's five and four, and we're all talking about, oh, it's a resurgence, everything's back. It's a week-to-week -week league. Well, maybe we don't see as much Drew Locke, but if they are out of it, like many of us think, I think you do see Drew Locke, and I think you should see Drew Locke. Not because he's good, not because Teddy Bridgewater is awful, but let's just see what we got out of this kid. If he learned anything over the past three years, let's see. So the big question will be this off season. Do you just rebuild? Do you rebuild, knock it down? I don't want to say fire sale, but trade a lot of veterans, as many as you can open up some cap room. Or do you say to yourself, oh, you know, this roster isn't that bad. This roster is not bad. There are some pieces. I like what I see out of Sertan. We still have Bradley Chubb coming back. You know, offensively, I don't think the line has been quite as bad. There are some wonderful, wonderful wide receivers. There's, I mean, the weapons here, I will say that there are better weapons here at wide receiver than there are in Green Bay. Yes, there's no Devontae Adams here, but there it's 
what, Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Lazard. This is why Aaron Rodgers was pissed off. They didn't take a wide receiver. So you got Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, who's really taken a big step forward. Jerry Judy. I mean, these are three really good explosive wide receivers that we have here. And I don't know, maybe Javante Williams, because Melvin Gordon's going to be a free agent. Maybe Javante Williams next year takes that big step once he's given the ball a whole bunch more, and their running game is the equivalent <clears throat> to what we see in Green Bay. I don't know if they're going to get Rodgers. To me, it's a little bit of a pipe dream still. I don't know if they're going to get Russell Wilson. I know Russell has been very frustrated with the way this, this offense has been tailored. I feel like they're wasting his prime. He seems to think that they're wasting his prime. What is it going to cost? That's the question. So, in summation, no quarterback on this roster to me is going to be the starter next year if they want to win. Drew Locke, if this team is out of it anytime soon, should get a shot. He should get a shot. And then, as far as Rodgers and Wilson go, we're going to have to wait. That's a long time from now. Wilson will come back. Seattle will try and make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will come back after this storm. I mean, now he's lying about being vaccinated. Whew. He is going to get run through the mud. And this is just, I, and I haven't brought this up. This is just my thought on this. If you are a Packer fan or you're a fan of a team and your quarterback is not vaccinated, and that's the reason why he's going to miss a game. Well, you're just hurting your team now. Sure, it's a personal choice. I get that. It's a very, very hot topic. But at the very least, I understand a fan base that gets frustrated with Aaron Rodgers because it could cost him a game against Kansas City. All right, that's my thoughts on a whole bunch of different things here. Some plays in the Denver-Dallas game. Von Miller, what they do going forward. And next, we're going to catch up with Nate Kreckman from Altitude 92.5. Always enjoy talking Broncos and Nuggets. We've got a Nuggets game tonight. Nuggets, Grizzlies. Nate's coming up next. I'm holding with VEASAN on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. The Denver CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays and pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduce the juice promotion on game days, too. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is just more rewarding on Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to bet. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Nate Crackman on every Wednesday. Wonderful seeing his face today. Uh, we're not posting this on video apparently, so you'll only hear his 
is it docile tone? I don't even know. We always say docile, docile, I don't, what, what are you, how do you say that, Nate? What is uh, that? It's pronounced velvety. What? Velvety is how you would describe my voice. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I just looked up Dalsit, and apparently it's a it's a pharmaceutical, so it can't be that either. Uh, uh, Dulcet, Nate, yeah. I believe, is the word you were going for. Dulcet, D-U-L-C-E-T. Um, sweet and soothing, however, the term oh, that's often you. used ironically. Yeah, that's not you. That, that you are not Dulcet. <laughs> uh, so the humorous tones of Nate Crackman. All right, you know Nate, what let's I get into this. Is you, uh, yeah, I kept getting this. I, I, I had like five people tweet this to me during the Broncos game last week uh, against the Washington football team, which I hope nobody watched. Um, but the the Fox broadcaster Brandon Godden, I believe, is his name, uh, the play by play guy, and people just kept sending to me like, "Hey, this guy sounds exactly like you," which mm -hmm. I get that a lot of the time because I have an affliction known as uh, generic white guy broadcaster voice, so. I yeah, there's there's a lot of play-by-play -play announcers and uh, talk show hosts in the world that have this same stupid voice that I do. I did not uh, get the sense that he did sound like you. I find him to be you. a much better broadcaster. But yeah, that set the NFL <laughs> back a good thirty years. That was not a fun game to watch. But you know what? We made money on it, so that's really all that matters. Yes. Uh, you, I'm sure, had a chance to talk to plenty of Bronco fans. Uh, you and Lindall on. Altitude 92.5. What is the exact time of the show? Is it 2 to 6? 2 to 6 in the yeah. afternoon. So what was the prevailing thoughts from the fan base before I get your thoughts? Um, on, on the Von Miller trade? Yeah, on the Von Miller trade. Um, people get it, largely. And, and one of the things I'm grateful for is, and maybe this is just a condition of listening to me, um, is that uh, I think we've weeded out a lot of the mouth breathers. Um, and so largely there was, sure, there was disappointment of an all-time great Bronco, arguably the greatest Broncos defensive player of all time, getting traded away and certainly frustration with the state of the franchise and where they currently are and why a player like Von Miller doesn't necessarily make sense for the Broncos. Um, th there was certainly that frustration, but largely... The audience was like, well, yeah, the Broncos stink. And when you stink, you trade away high-priced veteran players to acquire assets to be able to help you in the future. In this case, a second and a third round pick. Now it's the Rams, so it'll be a late second and a late third. But still, that's those are tradable assets for George Payton to be able to use. And he has to go find a quarterback. So whether that's um, the immunized Aaron Rodgers or whether that's uh russell wilson or whether that's <laughs> trading up the first round of the draft whatever it is um he he needs those those weapons to be able to use in order to be aggressive to get a quarterback because until they get a quarterback none of it matters like it doesn't help you to have a von miller if you don't have a quarterback and the broncos since peyton manning have not had a quarterback they desperately need one and i think people largely get that i think there's a frustration with how bad the team has been this is now the sixth consecutive what is going to be a losing season i know they're four and four they're going to end up with a losing record and um there is a a sense of like okay Something has to absolutely change here. And look, George Payton, he didn't have the, the stink of the past failures on him. That's on John Elway and Joe Ellis, okay? The, 
the franchise is where it is with this coaching staff, with this roster, because of John Elway and Joe Ellis. George Payton was brought in from the outside uh, to fix it, and this was a really smart move for him to make. So, again, when you talk about audience reaction, yeah, everyone's sad to see Vaughn go. Nobody wants to see a, a star player get traded away, Holden, but people get it. They stink. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm glad they get it too because it really was a nice return there. Yeah. Do you know how? And just follow me here for a second. You know how people mispronounce things all the time? Like they say Bengals, they call it the Bengals. Um, Jaguars. So, so Jaguars. Sometimes they call me Crushner. <laughs> I cannot, for the life of me, get Patton and Peyton right. It's just, it just drives me nuts. I'm sorry. No. It's the easiest name, and I will listen back to things I say, and I call him Patton. It's just like you can't do that, but it's I do it. It's not your fault. He spells his name wrong. P-A-T-O-N? What the hell is that? Yeah. Actually, it kind of looks like uh, like it would rhyme with baton. Like, he should be a George Paton, but apparently he's yeah. a Peyton, even though it's P-A-T-O-N. So, no, he spells his name wrong. Yeah, so it's not my fault uh, no. for being an idiot. It's just, you know, sometimes I'll call him, you know, General Patton, Peyton, who the hell? All right, so let's move forward on this one with Vaughn. Um yeah, Drew Locke, we know he's not good. But since this season's a dumpster fire waiting to happen, if they upset the, the Cowboys, by the way, <laughs> to me it still doesn't change the narrative. We can talk about that in a sec. But do you even want to see any Drew Locke if this team's completely out of it? Maybe if not to boost a potential trade value, just to see if he's got anything going forward? All, all that would happen is he would harm his trade value. He played a half this year. He was awful. Yeah. He was, he, he, he's just, he's a bad quarterback. And, you know, George Payton, Patton, Patton, when he talked to the media yesterday, <laughs> he absolutely doubled down on Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback. This is another thing that was frustrating that came out of Payton's press conference yesterday was, I mean, you look at the, everything that they have done in the way that they have operated, the way that Payton spoke yesterday, the way he isn't even entertaining the idea of playing Drew Locke. They never wanted to start Drew Locke this year. Teddy Bridgewater, from the moment that he was signed, was destined to be the starting quarterback. I can see, given a, a competition, you can give it three, four days in camp, but I went and I watched every single one of those practices. It was, it was de demonstrably not even close that Bridgewater was better than Locke, had a better handle on the offense, better touch on his throws. Does he have the same physical gifts as Drew Locke? No, but... Physical gifts only get you so far as a quarterback. You kind of have a lot of other things. Like you have to have a in-depth understanding of your offense and what defenses are trying to do and what the looks that they are giving you. Like it was very clear, oh no, Bridgewater's better. And yet they maintain this charade of a 50-50 competition. And every time Vic Fangio got asked about it, it was it's it's too close to call and all of that. Well, how many meaningful snaps with the first team did they cost Teddy Bridgewater? For the sake of having this sham quarterback competition that I guess was done to not step on John Elway's toes. Like George Payton didn't want to walk in the door immediately and be like, hey, I know you took that guy in the second round a couple of years ago. I have no intention of ever playing him. I'm going to bring in my own guy, Teddy Bridgewater, that I used to have in Minnesota. But that's exactly what happened. And yet here are the Broncos for, for the sake of not wanting to disrupt or show any disloyalty or anything like that. They screwed themselves, and their offense is terrible. They, they kind of got what they deserved. Yeah, I remember doing some of those shows with you over 92.5. Probably did, what, maybe 20 shows together? Yeah. And it's Neither one of us believed in Drew Locke. Mm -hmm. It was a bad pick. 
And, yeah. you know, it's another reason why Elway isn't around here anymore. Nate Kreckman, Altitude 92.5 with me, is weekly hit on Wednesdays. Uh, let's talk about this Dallas game here. Even if Dak isn't back, I don't see them winning this game. It is interesting, though, from the betting side that the Broncos games as a whole have averaged 36 points per game. Mm-hmm. So this thing's at 49 and a half. I wonder yeah. if it's going to go under. My question would be then, how the hell are they scoring points against Dallas? Because their defense is a lot better than many of us thought it would be at this mm-hmm. point. No explosive plays from Teddy Bridgewater. It's the receivers doing it after the catch. The running backs haven't had big plays recently. Uh, what's your sense here? Because I, I took Dallas at seven before the, the week came. We may have talked about it last week. It's nine and a half now. Yeah. Total's 49 and a half. I, like outside of that seven right now, I don't know what it would take for me to back the Broncos. Maybe if it goes to 14, 13. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I would assume it'll get to 11 probably by the time yeah. we get to kickoff coming up here on Sunday. And again, this is all considering uh, that Dak Prescott is going to play, which all indications are that he absolutely will. Um, I, I mean, what does that say about the way that the NFC East is viewed? Actually, it's viewed correctly when you can just load manage a quarterback like that. I mean, Lindall and I had the discussion already this week of just like, if you're Dallas, why don't you give him two weeks off? Well, what does it matter? You'll beat the Broncos and Cooper Rush. What do you got to play the guy for? But it's the NFL. You, you want to get him back, and I get that part of it. The The total is what I find fascinating on this game at 49 and a half. And I've been staring at this total just going, how are the Broncos going to – going to be able to contribute enough no. to, to get that thing over. Like I, in my head, before I looked at it earlier in the week, I was like, all right, maybe like 46, 47, 49 and a half. I was a little bit surprised by that total right there. Um, I don't, I think the Cowboys are going to win, and I think they will cover even like the nine and a half, ten that you're seeing in a lot of places right uh-huh. now. Um, but I don't see him hanging 42. On a on a Vic Fangio defense or anything like that, um, I'm I'm leaning under on a 49 and a half. I think that number is just too big in any game. That includes the Denver Broncos, who I think right now we're averaging 19.6 points a game or something like that. You and I are on the same page. It's exactly what I said at the top of the show. I, I really feel like this is an under, and it's a nerdy stat, but neutral pace. The Broncos are next to last. They mm-hmm. just they want want to run the ball. If Cooper Rush is back there, the under's hitting. If Dak is back there, do you really think they're going to have Dak throw the ball 40 times? I don't. And that's why uh, right now I'm waiting for the Zeke Elliott prop to drop. And once that does, I think I said, what, 74.5 or lower? And then I'll reevaluate if it's over last week's uh, number of 77.5. But right now, uh, got the Cowboys backing the uh, hard lean to the under. Mm -hmm. I think Zeke. Here's my other bet that I've been pretty successful with to this point. First quarters, you you know this, and it, I lost cool. last week because it was a tie. Both teams yeah. suck so bad. Yeah. But this has been profitable this season. You can get the Cowboys minus two and a half in the first quarter at minus one thirty. Yep. One minus one thirty is basically my threshold. The money line is minus one forty three. I, I don't see where that's a bad bet at this point. Just going back to the well because you know that the Broncos are likely coming out slow again and not scoring on their first drive and maybe not their second drive. They, th- this is what they do basically on a weekly basis right now. Now, okay, a cu- couple of factors right here is that Jerry Judy is back. He didn't look great 
last week, but he's a critical weapon for Teddy Bridgewater to have. He adds an element to the offense that they absolutely have not had. Um, and Albert Okwebenam came back, and, and he's he's a really good athletic tight end. Now, no offense on the COVID list. We're going to have to track that through the course of the week, but Noah Fant has had a really bad season. Uh, he has struggled mightily, so I don't even know if that's necessarily all that big of a loss for the Broncos. Um, But, you know, Judy first game back looked absolutely rusty. I look for him to play better and to get more targets coming up this week. But again, uh, these these are incremental improvements right now for an offense that that has just been really bad. The left tackle, Garrett Bowles, uh, suffered an ankle injury. We'll get our first injury report of the week here on Wednesday and see what his status is. But it doesn't seem promising that he is going to play. I I think this Broncos offense is going to struggle again. I could say Akue Bunam, and I can't say Peyton. So uh, <laughs> fascinating here, Nate. Let's get to, <laughs> let's get to our Nuggets part of the conversation here. Um, got the Grizzlies again as we tape this on Wednesday night. They did play earlier in the week, and it was uh, it, w- it was a one hundred six ninety seven loss. I thought it was a little bit closer than that, but yeah. we go back to this. You know what? The Nuggets defense has not been bad this year. Nope. That's interesting. So I feel no, like that... it's kind of gone, what is it, bizarro world? Can you talk about this Nuggets defense and how you think that they have performed to this point in the season? No, I, I, defensively, I think they've actually played pretty well. The story of that game in Memphis it was the classic, what were they, 9 of 38 from 3? Mm-hmm. Um, that There you go. That, that's the ball game. And, you know, Michael Malone wants to be in that 43-point attempt uh, kind of world right now, and, and that's where they're living. And uh, they had a night where they didn't hit. Ball game right there. 9-38, of 38, you're not going to win on the road um, against a pretty good, eh, okay Memphis team. I'm not going to call them that good. Uh, but John Moran had a good game. Jokic did his thing. Um, but Michael Porter continues to struggle. I believe he's 33% field goals, 25% from three right now. you got to remember, last year, last 43 games of the season, he was 53-47 in those two metrics. He's been in. Abysmal. Uh, he's averaging fewer than 12 points a game right now. Um, he just he's not comfortable out on the floor, and and it, it, it's you know th- there's a lot of guys right now around the NBA whose scoring averages are down. But Porter, he wasn't a Trey Young, James Harden, hunt for whistles type of player. He, he doesn't shoot a ton of free throws, so that that's not going to be the explanation there. Maybe defenders are a little bit more comfortable being up in his grill. He's just he's not making shots. And then Will Barton was one of eight from the floor the other night. That was really Will's first stinker of the season, which he's going to put those up because he's such a high-volume shooter, um, right. but he's a little bit mercurial as a shooter. So he's going to put those up about, you know, once every eight, nine, ten games or whatever. So uh, he was kind of due for it. I think he bounces back tonight. Um, you know, I'm looking at it, and it's either uh, it's either one, one and a half, or – uh, depending on where you get it at in favor of Memphis, I think the Nuggets bounce back tonight. Yeah, I hope you're right. And I will say this, it continues. Just struggling with my Nuggets bets, killing the Broncos bets. Got to be transparent here. Yeah, it's Denver plus one, minus 106 on the money line, minus 112 with the points, and then 214 and a half. The total's interesting total's because the scoring plenty. is down. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here betting unders the first yeah. three games, and ultimately – there's reasons, right? Is it the new rules? Is it better play? And to me, I think it's a combination of both, right? Has, isn't that the reason? Free throws are way down. It's the, it's the biggest thing is that free throws are way down. Free throws are a super uh, efficient way to score 
And when, when you take free throws down, and uh, we're seeing right now, I think, a mass overcorrection by the referees in the NBA right now. And quite frankly, I think the, the game kind of needed it. I, I think there's a certain element of the referees that are just like, we've been getting killed for calling these ticky-tack calls for years. <laughs> and uh, we're going to feast a little bit and just swallow the whistle. And that's what yeah. they've been doing. So free throws are down. Uh, defenders are more comfortable being up closer on three-point shooters because uh, they're not that worried about the pump fake twist foul thing uh, that has been called over the years. There's going to be a course correction on all of that, but at least for now, and I can say probably for the next couple of weeks, um, and, and you see the way that the totals are, are adjusting as a factor, but um, I, I think that unders are going to continue to hit. All right, last thing, I feel like I always need to discuss the bench play with you. <sighs> they got beat 43-34 in that last game. Mm -hmm. Here they come back again. And the one player I need to talk to you is Bones, Bones Highland. Yep. Um, you know, he was back out there, a, a little bit of a push. What have you seen now that he's finally getting a little playing time? Um, I, I think he's getting more comfortable. He's also, he's just having his rookie bumps. He was two of six from three, uh, the other night against mm -hmm. Memphis. Um, again, it's another guy that, uh, he, he's stepping up a very large level, but I'm really pleased, uh, to see Malone getting him minutes right now and getting him minutes in place of Austin Rivers. The ceiling's just, it's too high. Uh, I think Malone knows it. I think he desperately needs bench scoring and he, he's doing the right thing by playing Highland right now. All right, back to the Broncos real quick. Dak Prescott going through every drill here on Wednesday. I fully expect him to play, and I thought it was interesting, Nate. You, even up to nine and a half, you're going there, and it wouldn't shock me. Like I said, I think the total under, uh, I'm not going to mess with the side anymore, and then the Zeke over rushing yards once that gets posted, but that's it. As always, thank you, my friend. Plug the show. Give your Twitter handle out there, and go enjoy the rest of your day. I am on Twitter at Nate Kreckman. Follow me right there. Uh, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 in Denver, um, 2 to 6 in the afternoon. Yep. And now VEASAN has all our programming on 950 yes. is uh, the VEASAN programming here in Denver. Nate, thank you very much. Ian St. Clair, play Colorado. We'll run down the handle from the month of September. Where's table tennis? I'm always interested in it. That's next on... <laughs> Denver City Cast. I really am interested in it, Nate. Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 All right, time now for our weekly guest here on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Ian St. Clair, playcolorado.com, is with us. So much going on in the world of Denver sports, so much going on in the world of Colorado sports betting, and so much going on in the sports world today. How are you, Mr. St. Clair? who, by the way, if you're not watching this right now, has a beautiful avalanche hoodie on. I am very, very jealous. I love hoodies, and it's absolutely gorgeous. How are you today? I am doing great, just trying to keep up with all the news that's dropping from the NFL and over the last week with Colorado sports betting. 
Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, if indeed this Dan Patrick thing is right and the Broncos are going to go after Aaron Rodgers, they better hope he wants to play after this year because you know the, the media is going to run him through the ringer here for possibly lying to them and then having to miss at least one game because of the COVID. I mean, whew. I hope this doesn't force him out of football, Ian, because I want to believe the shred of hope that he could still come to Denver next year. I, it's very interesting to see how this plays out now because Ian Rappaport reported that Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. And based on the NFL penalty for it, that shows that he's not vaccinated because the fact that it's 10, game, it's 10 days, then has to have two uh, – negative tests prior to playing again, that shows that he's not vaccinated. The NFL isn't going, they, they have their policies in place for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. And I'm curious how this will change how people in Broncos country view Aaron Rodgers now. So, it, and I think it was a long shot to begin with of Aaron Rodgers coming here, but we'll see what happens. I, it, it's definitely something that's been on the mind of, of Broncos fans since the draft in April. And I don't think that's going to go away as long as people like Dan Patrick keep, th keep throwing out these lures of, hey, here's a hope of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't think it will happen. I, I think that there's another quarterback that they could potentially go after depending on what happens with Seattle, and that's Russell Wilson. So throwing out another lure there. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> It's a little scary, too, because if that doesn't come to fruition, there's not a lot going on on the free agent market. You're not going to get a good quarterback there. And this is a little lighter on the draft uh, as far as quarterbacks go. But that's after the season, okay? You, my friend, Von Miller is what I want to hear about. You know, this thing dropped. I was doing the show on Monday, and it was a stunner. It was the right move. Could have been done earlier, but I thought Patton really – showed some cojones there by moving Von Miller. So talk to me about what went through your mind as a guy here in Denver for a long time. Von Miller fan, I'm sure. Broncos fan, you hear the news. What happened from there in your mind? It's been something that I think is rumored, and I think it was expected, as, as you said. As a lifelong Broncos fan, very few people have come in and made the impact on the Broncos that Von Miller has had. He is arguably one of the best defensive players in franchise history. And this is a franchise that had the orange crush with Randy Gratishar and Tom Jackson and Louie Wright and Billy Thompson and Lyle Alzado, who I feel is the most underappreciated and undervalued Bronco in history. And then you throw in Carl Mecklenburg and Simon Fletcher and Dennis Smith, Steve Foley, Steve Atwater, Champ Bailey. So the, there's a list of great Broncos players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But then you throw in what Von Miller has done off the field. And I call him a Pat Bowen Bronco. And he's the last one. He is the last one to have ties to Pat Bowen before he stepped mm -hmm. away in 2014. So now the Pat Bowen era has breathed its last breath. And when you add it all up, as I tweeted, I love it and I hate it. I love it because it gets Von Miller into a situation where he can contend for a championship on a team that is all in. Les Snead and Sean McVay are all in. And the fact that you now pair Von Miller with Aaron Donald 
I, I mean, that's just crazy to me. But I hate it from the fact that the Broncos are in this position, that they had to trade the face of the organization, one of the best players in franchise history. I hate that it came to it. So I love it and I hate it at the same time because of all those reasons. You know, the fascinating thing about this too is that Von Miller and and Patton were at the same youth football game over the weekend because Vaughn was there supporting one of the coach's sons who's on the same team. I mean, that basically tells you about Vaughn Miller, right? He's out there. He comes in. He's supporting coaches. He's at a youth football game over the weekend. The general manager's obviously there. And the general manager had begun talks with the, the Rams by then. He had talked to other teams at that point. So... We know what he's done on the field, especially in the Super Bowl, the Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. But can you talk a little bit more about what he meant off the field to this community? And hopefully he's going to be back here too. I mean, this might be a guy that ends up coming back to Denver when it's all said and done. Not playing, but maybe staying. I, he mentioned it in his goodbye video where he referenced Shannon Sharp, who was in the same, the same boat in his career, in his mm -hmm. 30s, went off to Baltimore, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, Hopefully that happens with Vaughn Miller because I'd like to see that happen for him. I think it would solidify his Hall of Fame candidacy because I think there's still some doubt on that front. But off the field, he made glasses cool. He his Vaughn his uh, Vaughn's glasses. Yeah. I can't remember the, the the exact name of his organization, but he made he made Vaughn's glasses. Vaughn's vision. Cool. I want Vaughn, to say. Yeah, there it is. Vaughn Vaughn's vision. And he helps he helps kids get glasses and helps them see. And I, I think that that just speaks to him. And then there's his love of chickens. I, I mean, how do you not love Vaughn? I mean, he, he has this uh, affinity for chickens. He has a chicken farm at, on his ranch in Texas. So, I, I mean, he, he's just everything that you want in a franchise player. He, and the thing that makes it very interesting is before DeMarcus Ware showed up in 2013, Vaughn Miller was at the precipice of a fork in the road. He could continue down the path where he had just been suspended or he could choose the path that he eventually did and that's to be the player, the man that everyone hoped and expected him to be. And I, I, I still say this, DeMarcus, the signing of DeMarcus Ware in 2013 is the most important move that John Elway made as a, as a general manager, even above Peyton Manning because that's what allowed Von Miller to turn into the Von Miller that led to Super Bowl 50 to the Super Bowl 50 MVP and to the and to the man and player that he is now. I also think it's kind of interesting and Ian Sinclair played colorado.com uh, with me on his weekly Wednesday hit here. It's also interesting that if you'll remember when he was drafted there was a lot of off the field issues with this guy, right? And I think it mostly was what marijuana, whatever it was. And he now is, he just turned into a perfect citizen. <laughs> and that's what it is. Like he came into the league one way and now we look at him as a completely different, in a completely different way, not just as a great player, but a great Bronco as well. So yeah, I, I think that kind of puts a bow on the, on the Von Miller conversation for you and me, because I have other things to get into. Um, and, and I really think, you know what? And I'm probably, I'm going to end up crediting you on this, that Von Miller you know, the Pat Bolin era is over. That to me is, that's that's pretty heavy, right? That's very heavy given the success here. And we know how great of an owner he was, one of the greatest owners in the history of American professional sport, because look what happens when he's gone. 
Exactly. And it's not only what he did for the Broncos, but what he did for the National Football League. Mm-hmm. He is one of the main reasons there are games in London. I mean, the, the play that everyone remembers about Terrell Davis in a preseason game in Tokyo against the, the San Francisco 49ers, the main reason they were playing there was because of Pat Bowen. So it wasn't just what he did for the Denver Broncos, for the Denver community, for Colorado, but also for the National Football League. He's also a big reason that there's the NFL network. So the, the ways that Pat Bowen touched the Denver Broncos and the NFL, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But now the fact that Von Miller is gone and his influence has breathed its last breath, it, it's kind of overwhelming because – as you said, he's one of the greatest owners in American professional sports. The success speaks for itself. More Super Bowl appearances than losing seasons. That that still blows my mind. And now we're stuck in this repeat cycle of just suckiness for the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. since Peyton Manning retired. So, Ian, this is a sports betting podcast. Let's get to the betting side of things. Because it's heavy, though. There are so many people in town. Like, there were depressed people. Seriously, I went out, and there were people just hanging their heads on. This is, that is just humongous, what happened here with Von Miller. But uh, let's get into to the betting side. Last week, you and I talked about the handle, the most popular sports bet on in Colorado, right? And did table tennis take a little dive here? Did it go from five to seven or six to seven? Did it stay steady? I mean, every week I'm going to talk to you about table tennis because I'm so I'm just so fat. I'm the only one fascinated with this. What happened to t- table tennis this week? Well, last it was, month it still got eleven million. So I mean that that's still more than golf, MMA. I mean hockey, obviously, but they weren't. They weren't really playing were yet. Playing. So that the hockey is all going to be futures bets, and it's all going to be people betting the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup, Kale McCarr to win the Norris Trophy, Nathan McKinnon to win the Hart. But, I mean, still, table tennis being in the top ten, I mean, it's going to be there every single month. It's it's just fascinating to me. And I, I think I touched on this with you last week. The reason that I think it's going to stay there and the reason that it is there is because when sports betting launched, there wasn't anything else to bet on. And now that it's still there, matches are early enough in the day where you can get your your betting fix in the morning. They're quick, so you get quick payouts. And then that gets you ready for the National Football League and now the NBA and, and National Hockey League. All right, so where are we as far as the top? So it's September, so obviously the NFL, beginning of the month, futures bets, and then the game starts. So forget about it. We know that the NFL is going to be number one there. Baseball, where's baseball? We didn't have professional basketball, really. Was anybody betting the overseas games? Give me one, two, and three uh, for the month of September here in Colorado. So obviously the top sport by far was the National Football League. The total handle was 125 million for the month of September. Mm-hmm. Next was baseball at 68 million. Third was the NCAA football at 46.9 million. That's I wonder because everyone watching this and who is in Colorado knows the college football in Colorado isn't very good. The University of Colorado is struggling. Colorado State had a run there for a little bit, but they couldn't beat Boise State to put them in contention. The best team right now is Air Force, 
And there's Wyoming too. There are a lot, I mean, I worked in Wyoming at uh, the Wyoming Tribune Eagle up in Cheyenne. So I covered Wyoming football and Wyoming sports for about six to seven years. There are a lot of Wyoming fans in Colorado, but they're, they've been struggling after a four and start to the, to the pokes season. So I'm curious where if there's obviously a lot of Nebraska fans, Ohio state fans, Michigan fans. So the fact that NCAA football was third, but I, I think it's the fact that people just love football. So that's not surprising. Pro, pro basketball being fourth is somewhat surprising because you mentioned there really wasn't the NBA in September minus uh, maybe a couple of preseason games at the end of the month. But there, that, I mean, that's all futures. I wonder how much of that is Nikola Jokic MVP bets. Hmm. That's you know what? That's fascinating. I, I don't understand. What is it betting Euro leagues or wherever the hell else they're playing Israel, wherever they're playing, you know, is it just futures bets? That's a lot there. So let me ask you a bit, one more thing about the, the handle. And when you look back at last year, where's college basketball? Is that just a March thing? Cause Colorado state and Colorado are at least getting other votes in the top 25. They're not there, but they're top like 35 teams or so. So is if either one of those teams play well, does anybody care about college basketball or is that just going to be something that's we're going to wait for, for March? College basketball is like college football. It, it will consistently be in the top three. I, I think it's just one of those things that it, it's an easy sport to bet. You find the best value, whether you're betting your teams or the teams that you know of, like Duke, North Carolina, the the everyday teams that people know, right? So Kansas, I think there are a lot of Kansas fans in Colorado. So college basketball is there when it starts and it's consistently in the top five. And then obviously March Madness is huge. And I will say before we move on, the fact that tennis was in the top five, that speaks to, I think, the, the U.S. Open being played because it was at the end of August. Yeah. That's when it started. But then it goes into sep September and then you have the surprise of uh, Novak Djokovic not winning the U.S. Open. I, I think that's a big part of uh, interest and betting enthusiasm for tennis, at least in September. That's fascinating, too, because I, I know tennis bettors. First of all, they're really good. They're over at my shop at Rump Your Bets. They're really good at it. I don't know anybody besides for bettors that watch tennis anymore. Like tennis, when I was growing up, was amazing. It was my favorite sport to play. It was my favorite sport to watch. And then all the American men just stink now. You know, at least you could get by with like McEnroe and Connors. And then you take uh, Sampras and Agassi and then Roddick for a little bit. But I'm, I am surprised about tennis because for me, and this is just my theory that I've had for years, Americans love sports where Americans are great at. Okay. Besides for track and field. You know, we base we created the modern game of baseball. We created the, the the football. We, I mean, I know Naismith was Canadian, but we created basketball, and those are the three biggest sports here, right? You know, Canada with the hockey. We got a lot of people playing hockey, but I really think that you have to have an Amer. I thought that you had to have an American man, uh, man or woman, that was just terrific. And I guess it's proven me wrong, Ian, that you don't have to have Americans in tennis. People just want to bet it. And I think especially in Colorado, and I, since I do a Broncos podcast, my co-host and I have, have talked about how 
Broncos fans love the underdog story. So I wonder how much of that plays into betting enthusiasm, especially in terms of tennis, where you have the fact that uh, Roger Federer has been out. uh, Djokovic didn't win it. So I wonder how much that ties into it because tennis is, I mean, this isn't just, this isn't the first time. This is, this is over a couple of months now where it's been in the top five and basically topped table tennis. So I wonder if the adult version of table tennis is starting to, to take over in that aspect. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's just really weird to me. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if it's irresponsible to say, I almost feel like someone's laundering some money here <laughs> like overseas. Cause I don't know anyone betting on this. It's like that the Russians come over and it's a great way to, you know, launder. I, I don't get it, Ian. I'm half joking, like 20% serious on this. It just doesn't make, I, I know that there was nothing going on in the pandemic, but it just doesn't make sense to me. The amount of money that's coming in, the amount of bets, fine. The amount of money is just crazy. Um, uh, give your site a plug. It's great. Give your Twitter handle out. And I want to thank you once again for hopping on. Absolutely. I'm glad to to join you and talk about all this stuff. Uh, PlayColorado.com is your one-stop shop for analysis, news, opinion, uh, all that stuff to help make you a safer and smarter better. That's the goal with that and all of it, just to give you all the information that you could possibly need. You can follow me at Ian St. Clair, and you can follow PlayColorado at Colorado underscore play. And I am working to get that Twitter handle fixed. Please do. (laughs) Ian, great talking with you as always. Thanks to Nate Kreckman, Altitude uh, 92.5 for hopping on as well. Again, Holden Kushner here with VEASAN. It's the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. You can follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. I will catch you again Friday. I will have some Broncos bets for you. And then on Saturday, I'll run down the whole card with the sports keg. My buddy who we absolutely killed it again in the NFL. And thanks again for listening to the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.